This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett from Zoomer Radio. So the the World Economic Forum claims there is an urgent need for global stakeholders to manage the direct consequences of what the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, has called the Great Lockdown. So you see, they... The, uh, they create the uh, the disease, which is the lockdown. I'm not saying the virus was created. Who knows? They, they let it happen. They made it happen. They're glad it happened. That's the point. So the great lockdown is the disease, if you will, which is the response to a virus, real, imagined, probably real, I think. Uh, and so the remedy for the great lockdown is the great reset. So they've caused this economic cataclysm with the lockdown. Now we need to fix that, and the answer is the Great Reset. They see this as a unique window of opportunity to shape the world order, to reshape capitalism, to reshape uh, how we work, how we live, how we travel. Everything is on the table, and they're being very vague, and apparently the details are going to be rolled out at the uh, the next World Economic Forum uh, meeting in Davos in January 2021. Rex Bear is with us from uh, the Leak Project. You you were talking about this blockchain. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about? So the idea is that they're going to replace the, this fiat currency. So, for example, the U.S. dollar and so forth it will be replaced. It be a kind of a, a decentralized, or will will it be more centralized? How will this this blockchain cryptocurrency work exactly? Do you know? Oh yeah, I mean I, exactly. I don't know if I can say exactly, but I can certainly tell you a lot of the uh, the basics, and we can uh, expand upon that. So let's talk about the patent from Microsoft W O zero six zero six zero six A one. And if we go to that patent specific, it is a cryptocurrency system that uses body activity data, and then it will decide whether or not you have performed your task. And then you'll either get paid or you won't get paid. And this is connected to a digital currency. Now, I'm a huge fan of Bitcoin. I'm a huge fan of certain cryptocurrencies that use decentralized systems that are actually effective and work. However, I do not want to link myself into a digital currency that uses a centralized system that would dictate whether or not to pay me uh, based upon my body activity. So let me just read to you the abstract here. Human body activity associated with a task provided to a user may be used in a mining process of a cryptocurrency system. A server may provide a task to a device of a user, which is communicatively coupled to the server. A sensor communicatively coupled to or comprised in the device of the user may sense body activity of the user. So body activity data may be generated based on the sensed body activity of the user. The cryptocurrency system communicatively coupled to the device of the user may verify if the body activity data satisfies one or more conditions set by the cryptocurrency system and award cryptocurrency to the user whose body activity data is verified. What that means is 
Once you did what it feels you were supposed to do, it will then pay you in a digital currency. Now, this also gets to the point of you could use this to change somebody's emotions. You could use this to change what somebody's going to think, and I'll tell you how. You're watching a commercial. Something comes on for genetically modified foods versus uh, organic foods. And if you prefer the organic foods, your body will create specific stimuli. You'll have particular reactions of the body, eye movements, etc. And um, this technology will be able to pick up on that. Well, if it wants you to think that the GMO food is better than the organic, then you're literally going to change the way you think if you have to get paid that way. It's And then... Here's where it gets even more exciting. Let's say you don't agree with a certain mandate. You want to go out to a protest. Well, it'll know you're at that protest. And if you uh, aren't supposed to leave your house, let's say you're in a quarantine, you leave the house, you can get fined. You can get picked up. They know exactly where you were. They know exactly what you were thinking. And to take this to the next level, they want to use your brain to process data because the computational power that they have right now with computers, as amazing as they are, still don't have the capabilities that our brains do. Yes, they'll kick your butt at chess, but when it comes to certain abstract and actual processing power, the brain is still beyond recognition. So when they hook this up to your brain and then they hook everybody's brains up together, you now have a cloud brain system that's sending all this information back to the cloud. And a blockchain, what a blockchain means is it is a digital ledger. So you can go up to the computer, for example, if you buy Bitcoin, then you can see where that one Bitcoin went from point A to point B. You can follow it. You can follow the blockchain. It's a technology that allows you to see a digital ledger. So now let's say all of your thoughts, all of your movements, all of your emotions is now blockchained in a digital ledger that somebody will have access to, and then they could also decide what to do with that information. So that's what blockchain would be used for in my vision here with this cryptocurrency system that Microsoft wants to have. This is the patent. I'm looking at the patent right now. W, just type it in. W-O-2020-0606-061. Yes, they can go to patentscope.wipo.int and uh, you can mm-hmm. search for that. Uh, yeah, this is a real patent, absolutely. Now, the sensor and the, and the uh, that's hooked up to the user device that, that connects into the cloud, the communication network, uh, that sensor, what are we talking about here? Uh, something that would be implanted in, in, into the, under, like, uh, under the skin? It doesn't or? have to be. I mean, it, it doesn't have to be, so they can implant it, and that's one way they're going to try and debunk this. If somebody comes out, there, oh, they're going to try and implant stuff in our, in our, in our hands. Well, that could certainly be a possibility, but they don't need to do that. They can do it with wearable devices. So if you've got a smartphone, if you've got a smart appliance, if you've got a smart watch, there are certain sensors that can pick up body activity data combined with algorithms and then process power and then process um, the the information based upon that. Right. And so what what this brings to mind for me is China and their social crediting scores. So oh, if, yeah. for example, you show up at a protest or, or you, um, you don't get the vaccine or you don't, you know, you don't uh, do certain things, your behavior is out of line with the official narrative, they could go into the cryptocurrency system, uh, into that digital ledger and take so many, uh, whatever they call the currency, basically fine you and just take that. Uh, there'll be no court. It'll just take it out of your ledger, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, let's take this to the uh, the current state of affairs right now. 
Um, I'll make it, you know, clearly I was watching the night of the, um, the elections and I was actually with my friend Kevin Hogan, which is a very famous author. Well, I wasn't like with him personally, but we're doing a live stream and he was at his place and I was at mine and he's pretty, um, from what, he hasn't said this to me, but I think he's more on the, the democratic side, which is totally cool. You know, it's totally awesome. I, I like having friends that have different opinions. But he was sending me information. Imagine that. Imagine him having diversity of opinion. Isn't that a I radical know. idea? It's okay, right? I mean, <laughs> but Once he, upon he, a time. He, yeah. Get the bug. Uh, yeah. So, but still, he's really he's a super cool guy. And we were watching it that night. He said, "Let's call it the night the night of. We'll we'll do a live cast. We'll talk about it." And we're doing the live cast. And it got to the point to where he was like, "You know what? Let's just." You know, let's call it a night. I think we know who's got this. And uh, we were looking at the numbers and the statistics and everything else. And it's just like, okay, yeah, you're right. And even Vegas, the odds in Vegas. So we just ended up calling it a night. You know, when, when the numbers and everything, uh, Pennsylvania is up 700,000 towards that, uh, you know, that one person that I, I guess I can't talk about. I mean, um, I, I got to talk about just Nick Kittens. You know, I mean, that, there's certain things you can and can't talk about in certain places now. And I guess we'll just talk about happy puppy videos and stuff like that to keep things uh, on on the OK. But to make a long story short, and I think people are following me on this. I'm neither. I don't care uh, if you're independent, Democrat, uh, Democrat or Republican. I would like to see more options. I would really like to see a strong third or fourth party because it seems like these two are oftentimes there's people above them that are controlling the, the strings. But I have never seen in my entire life a commander-in-chief of a country, the most pow- one of the most powerful countries in the world, if not the most, that has been treated and talked to and talked about via the, the, the media. But then I think to myself, well, it's pretty simple to understand that because you've got the media that control five corporations that control the media, and they have specific narratives and agendas, and they get money from certain places and certain people that have certain agendas. And you've got this anomaly out there that – gets into office and goes back to more of a, a national approach and breaks out of these accords and treaties because the, the science that he's looking at is saying, hey, that science is a part of the club, and he's not a part of the club. So that's my opinion. Or they're used, like, they, they could also use this with where we're at right now as a great way to cause even more division because if you talk about facial coverings now it's almost like talking about politics and i've turned the name politics into politics because oftentimes most <laughs> politicians what are they they talk about stuff do they ever really do anything that benefits okay. you i mean or do they rex just- i gotta jump in here we're hitting the yep. top of the hour we're it. gonna break uh okay. rex bear stays with us we'll pick up on this on the other side we'll also open the phone lines for questions and comments as we continue to discuss the great reset right here on the conspiracy show stay with us From Toronto, Canada, Earth, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett on Zoomer Radio. Thanks for inviting me into your home. Long haul truck, RV, camper, taxi, your parents' well-appointed rec room with the simulated wood paneling, electric fireplace, and the painting of dogs playing poker. Your loft, that greasy spoon just off the interstate, and your cabin in the woods. And hello to everyone 
listening in on our flagship station, AM 740, 96.7 FM, Zuma Radio, here in Toronto. Hiya to those of you streaming us live on zoomerradio.ca or on the Zoomer Radio app, a free download. Howdy to each of you tuning in on one of our affiliate stations across North America. And those of you who've joined us on my YouTube channel, Strange Planet, and those of you who have assembled in the YouTube live chat. And a very special hello to those of you who are watching us or will be watching us on Rex Bear's YouTube channel, Leak Project. And those of you who are um, checking us out now on the uh, the Strange Planet YouTube channel who are new to the program. And uh, we welcome you because perhaps you heard about us through Rex Bear. Welcome. And if you have a moment, please hit that red subscribe button. However and wherever you're listening or watching, I bid thee the warmest of welcomes, and I thank you for your fine company. As I say, Rex Bear from the Lake Project stays with us, and uh, he will be making this program available his to his followers as well, and we thank him for that. We're talking about the Great Reset, this globalist scheme hatched by the World Economic Forum, basically the CEOs of companies like Pepsi and Nestle, to name two. Again, you remember Nestle. These are the people trying to privatize the world's fresh water supply. This, this great reset of society, the economy, something the UN and its Agenda 2030 uh, have been trying to institute. I kind of look at it as a Soylent Green dystopia. Uh, they hate private property. They hate private automobiles. They hate freedom of speech. And they're using the COVID-19 pandemic as cover to bring this major restructuring of society. They're not even trying to hide it anymore. Just listen to what they are telling you. It's uh, a Marxist's wet dream. And now we suddenly have world leaders like our own announcing that the great, the great, reset, the great reset has begun. They're all uh, using this slogan, build back better. Uh, we're going to open up the phone lines this hour and take your questions and comments. 416 360 0740 that's in the greater toronto area 416-360-0740 and toll free from just about anywhere 1-866-744-740 let's get back to rex bear from leak project rex how you doing you okay oh fantastic yeah thanks for the so we were talking oh my pleasure so we were talking about uh oh let me just uh, i mentioned again leakproject.com leakproject.com and his youtube channel is leak project and uh, we were talking about the, uh, the u.s election you and a friend uh were watching and like many people went to bed it, it seemed to be going in one direction and uh, then all of a sudden well they they warned us that this they they were um they were telling us right the media and uh the democrats that there was a red mirage coming prepare yourself for the red mirage they told us exactly the way it would play out you will go to bed and it will look like one side would win in a landslide, but in the days to follow, as the mail-in votes start coming in, the mail-in ballots, things would suddenly shift. And lo and behold, uh, that's exactly the way it played out. Now, you had some other uh, thoughts on that as well, Rex. Go ahead. 
Well, it's real easy to see what's going to happen. Like I said, you just reverse engineer the script of what the news tells you. You can watch 30 seconds to 30 minutes, and it's pretty easy to put together what the agenda is. And like you said, they've been telling us for months. They've been prepping us for, oh, uh, President Trump said that he's not going to leave office if he loses. But they, they bait him. And, they, and the way that he'll answer a question is, you know, he's, well, let's wait and see what happens. Let's wait and get the answers. So it's real easy to spin things, especially when you control over 90 percent of the media. And I brought that up before. And, and so they can say pretty much whatever they want. And those that believe the mainstream news agenda and spend hours a day watching that or talking to other people that spend hours a day watching that, they're in the matrix. They're in the hive mind, and that is, you are going to have a really difficult time explaining to them what we're talking about without them being triggered so they don't listen. It's very easy. They just, it's like these firewalls that come up in their heads. So, yeah, that's why the media does it, because they know they, they're giving themselves a, a, a escape. They're giving themselves a back door. If things don't go their way and they probably knew that was going to happen, well, they can just say, oh, well, we told you this, folks. We told you that he wasn't going to leave. And people that believe that, like, oh, you're right. You're right. Uh, <laughs> and, okay, so the Internet of All Things is what they're going to bring in. But if they get this great reset, there's going to be either something really brilliant uh, that we're going to be able to do if we don't let them take control. Or if they do take control, they're going to bring in this great reset, in my opinion. It's going to be uh, beyond 1984. It's going to be something that's so diabolical that if you watch the series Black Mirror uh, or if you've seen some of those episodes where technology just has complete control, when you go back and read Rudolf Steiner and he tells you who it is and what it is and who the real, uh, I guess if you want to use the term devil, who the real devil is and what the real devil is. And well, you mentioned the Internet of all things, and and yeah. and uh, that's why they're bringing in 5G. They need that that speed in order to hook up your refrigerator to the Internet and your luggage to the Internet and everything. And and I guess through this this crypto uh, cryptocurrency blockchain you mentioned, I guess will be part of the Internet of all things uh, as well. Uh, but how does that? How does the? How does five G, and it, the Internet of All Things, figure into the Great Reset exactly? Well, I know a lot about five G just because I've been studying it for about two years now, and I've actually got a friend that helped design it, and so we've had so many discussions about how he thinks that it's completely safe, and he thinks that different cell phone frequencies are completely safe. And you know what? I respect him for saying that because he really believes it. And because he worked in the military, now I'm not saying I do, because <laughs> I don't. I disagree with it, but he does. And he worked in the military doing inventions and creating this stuff and putting it on the back of soldiers' packs that had certain communication systems. So he knows all about frequencies. He knows all about communications and um, you know, very high-level positions. But the, the 5G, in my opinion, is oftentimes overrated and being used as like the scapegoat of all things, right? So somebody broke his arm. Oh, it's 5G. Kind of like, in my opinion, oftentimes the corona can be used for just about any situation. Oh, uh, this is where it gets scary. Like, if you've got a virus and that virus is deemed 
dangerous enough for the contingency of the government, well, then you get to the, the your rights are you're gone. I mean, and then they could also say, oh, you know, those those people. Like, what happened to all the the protesters in Hong Kong, man? You remember that? There was all sorts of democracy. Well, the protesters, where did they go? Well, are they even there anymore? Or did they get corona? Do people just get corona now if they don't agree? Oh, and then and then what happened? Like, gee, the corona, it's evolved. Now it's corona 21. Now what do we do with them? It's even worse. Well, then you can... It's true. This. It's true. The, the, the Hong Kong protesters have simply vanished from the, uh, the headlines, haven't they? Um, I wanted to jump in and, and grab uh, some questions from our YouTube chat. And uh, Badji Kimran, good old Badji, who joins us every week, asks, how soon will the world be cashless in your estimation, Rex? Uh, three to five years. Three to five years. And is that based on some insider knowledge or is that just your best guesstimate based on current trends? Yeah, best. Like that's the number that came into my head based upon the research and information that I've done. No insider knowledge. And if I did have it, I couldn't tell you anyway. Because then you'd have to kill me. Uh, well, no, now, but you know. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> no. Now, how will this be centralized? So, for example, are we talking about a global cryptocurrency or will it be decentralized? So there will be a North American cryptocurrency, a European, an Oceania. It's going to be all of the above. You're going to have cryptocurrencies that are competing, right? Like Bitcoin is, is a decentralized system. And Bitcoin has done a great job of weathering the, the different storms. Now, here's the situation here. This is, a, this is where it gets really interesting. Sometimes I'm like a human antenna. Um, there's this Illuminati card game that came out in 1994 by Steve Jackson called Steve Jackson Games. And if you look up the uh, conspiracy behind that, it's fascinating. I mean, the, there's a lot of cards that foretold what was going to happen in the future to the point of showing exactly where certain structures were um, hit with missiles and, and, and uh, on certain dates and certain people that passed that were queens and, and all this kind of stuff. I mean, it was very eerie. And then you can, then you can research uh, how the Secret Service paid these people a visit that they said it was because of something else, because of another uh, card game that they came out with. But um, sometimes all for entertainment purposes only, of course, I will do this Illuminati card game where I'll show people exactly what's going to happen in this scenario. And uh, I did it a, a, about a week ago, and I showed several cards that, that have been in play uh, to a T. But one of the interesting things was I, I pulled a combined card with a earthquake and a tsunami. And I said, there's going to be an earthquake and a tsunami in a big city really soon, and it's going to be a combined card. And within hours, see, I'm getting emotional thinking about this. It's weird. There's like a, there's a tsunami off of Greece and a big earthquake in Turkey within hours right. after me showing it's that. Now. It's kind of eerie right. how sometimes you can foresee things. But sometimes I'm kind of like an antenna. That's why I said within three to five years, I think it's going to be cashless. I think they're going to. But here's the problem. If we all go into this cashless system, then what I feel they're also going to do, and I talked about this before, is you need to, they're going to do like a shutoff. There's going to be an EMP. There's going to be some type of blackout. And then if you want to reconnect, you're going to have to, uh, you're going to have to have this new, this is just a theory, folks. You're going to have to have this new app. And this app is going to be linked to your, your body data. So you're basically going to have to connect to the machine. And whether or not they're going to force an injection on that, I think they would really like to, 
Um, I was reading about the RNA stuff back in 2010, 2011, where the, uh, the Pentagon wanted to use RNA instead of antibiotics, and now they're doing like RNA vaccines, and then uh, it can also be connected with your smartphone to see if you've had the vaccine, and I've been researching nanotechnologies now for a decade. So I think that they could also incorporate a nanotechnology combined with the biotech that could, that could not only track you, but also uh, possibly do other things. Uh, that that brings us to uh, George's question. George is in the YouTube live chat as well, and he's asking, Rex, do you believe we will be forced to take the vaccine, forced to take the vaccine? I believe that's what they would like to happen. And I'm not going to say I'm 50 50 on that. I still feel that we have we're co-creators and that they want to to see that. And if enough of us are, are like, if enough of us get conditioned because of what's going on, it's like, yeah, it's already going to happen, man. I give up, you know, just give it to me. Like I have a family member and I'm so upset about this. I can't even think about it. That is, that is, that said, Oh, I'm just going to take it. So things, I'm just going to take the, the vaccine. So things can go back to normal. And I think that's what a lot of people are going to do. And the unfortunate thing about that, in my opinion, is if you actually look at what is in uh, the majority of these injections, because I've studied them for years, because I know people that have been personally affected, um, I, can, I can talk to doctors about a lot of these things, and they don't even know what's in the inserts, and I'll share the information with them, and they'll just say, you know, well, they'll, they'll kind of blank out and say, well, you know, I've been doing this for 20 years, and I know what I'm doing. But if, if you really consider the possibilities of what they could do with new technologies with biotech and the nanotechnologies. I would be very nervous to have something like that put into my bloodstream. Uh, and, and it goes through the majority of your filters. Like you've got filters in your body that protect you from a lot of stuff. So if you talk to a doctor and you're like, well, doc, that has aluminum in it. And they're like, yeah, well, you know, there's aluminum in the atmosphere. You're like, well, doc, that has thimerosal in it, which is mercury. And they're like, yeah, well, you know, there's mercury in your tuna fish. And you'll be like, well, what about the formaldehyde? Well, yeah, but your body produces formaldehyde. So they'll have something to say for all that. He's like, yeah, but look at the percentage. And then if it goes directly into your bloodstream, bypassing all these other filters right, right in, then hmm, could that have something to do with autoimmune disorders, doc? Oh, well, you know, and then they want you to sign something if you don't want to get a, a shot. They want, or if you don't want to give your kids them, they want you to sign something like a waiver saying you're putting your family at risk. But then you ask them if they'll sign something before they give you one and they won't do it. They say, no, there's a risk. So wait a second. What's the problem? Well, when you have these giant conglomerates that have immunity and then you follow Project Paperclip, and you look at what was going on in the 1930s with the eugenics programs here in the United States, you start to question what the agenda is. But, hey, I'm just questioning things, and you can do whatever you want. I mean, clearly, I'm not giving any advice here. These are just my opinions, because maybe I'm not supposed to question things. I heard they have a vaccine that will help you stop questioning reality. Maybe people well, did you, look into that. Did you read about uh, – there's a they, – there, there are doctors now who are who are being who have been given a platform in, on mainstream media, uh, and an ethics professor at a fairly prestigious university who's talking about putting something in the water supply. He's floating this idea to make people, and we've heard this before, people uh, who are um, who are not cooperating, let's say, and not willing to take 
a, a vaccine or who are not willing to um, uh, be admitted to a, uh, a quarantine camp. And of course, we have now procurement documents here in Canada. If you go to buy and sell dot, uh, I think it's dot G, GC dot CA. I'll, I'll get that link. Um, but it's the government, the federal government's procurement uh, website where they are they are seeking third parties to build and manage quarantine installations across the country. And um, so if you're not willing to go into one of those or you're not willing to take a vaccine, if that's what's on the horizon, we have now ethics professors in universities saying that that we need to um, give these people drugs, maybe slip it into their water supply if they're, if they're not going to take it in order to bring them around uh, to, you know, our way of thinking. And and we have doctors now talking this way. This is this is. Uh, Unbelievable. It's surreal what's happening. And and uh, people don't seem to be very riled up about it. It's it's I guess it's this is what what they call normalcy bias, where it's maybe it's a psychological defense mechanism. We just we don't want to believe that this is happening, but it is. Well, some people can't like literally they can't accept it. Because if they do, then their whole world changes. You can talk to them and you can show them the evidence, but they just won't, that spark won't go off because it's a defense mechanism. And the more I battle with people that I love because I love them and I'm attempting to wake them up and pull them out of the matrix, you know, is that terminology, let's just use that because everybody's seen the matrix just about. So I'm, I'm trying to unplug them. And I remember that scene where Morpheus says there gets a point in people's lives when you can't unplug them. And that's so true. Um, and, and that's one of the reasons I, I have spent years researching uh, the mind and how people think. And, and all these different jobs and careers that I've had has led me to this point. Right. I mean, I've done everything from selling yachts to selling phone book covers. You know, I mean, I've done everything from lawn care to uh, construction work to high level jobs, at Fortune 100 companies. And I, I mean, my last career was for years with the Fortune 100 company, but I did so many things between then. And I just had a chance to get so many, be in so many different industries and, and learn so much with all these industries and then take it to where I am now. But all through all these industries, I've always talked about what I do now my whole life. When I was in, when I was like 13, 14 years old, I was also talking about this kind of stuff, about how there's a select group of people. And I don't know how I knew it because my parents never talked about this kind of stuff. My parents are so, um, you know, conservative in the fashion of they're, they're very liberal politically, but they're very conservative in the fashion of, you know, if some, they, they're not into alternative stuff like I am. Like my, they think everything I think is conspiracy. And you know what? In, in all reality, I look at, even though I'm a lot calmer than I am now, with all the stuff that's out there, as I brought up earlier, what is a conspiracy? Conspiracy is something that's put together behind closed doors by a group of people that might be unlawful or nefarious. Well, look at the world, folks. Do you think the world's put together um, on fluffy kittens and marshmallows? Or do you think it's put together by conspiracies and you're right. doing the work for them? It's a legal term, right? Criminal conspiracy charges. There are tens of thousands of criminal conspiracy charges laid every year. Uh, it's a crime. It's sometimes it's a theory, but often it's a crime. And I got I got to tell you, as we head into a break here, you know, I've been uh, on the radio 
uh, different radio stations for 20 years now, this past February, talking about a lot of this stuff. And a lot of this stuff, I wasn't necessarily convinced 100% it was true. I mean, I'm an interviewer. I'm a broadcaster. I interview people who talk about this. So part of me, maybe even a big part of me, didn't think it was true. Uh, and now I'm more convinced than ever that that most of it is true. And I and I sort of kick myself over the years. You know, I've I've talked about a lot of different things, uh, Bigfoot and, and UFOs. And I'm thinking, have I wasted my time? With that stuff, when I should have been talking about this exclusively for twenty years. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, I think, well, if I did, I may, I, I may, maybe I would have blown my brains out because it's just, it's too depressing. You know, it's almost like I need a. It's like between uh, you're, you're having a big meal, and between courses, you have a little bit of sorbet to cleanse the palate. So maybe my talking about Bigfoot every every few months was my way of cleansing my palate so that I could keep my sanity and, and continue to talk about these things, the New World Order, the Deep State, uh, the One World Government, etc. Uh, Rex, stay with us. We'll take a quick time out, come back, get to more, some more questions on our YouTube chat, and uh, more phone calls. We'll get some uh, phone calls going as well. 416-360-0740-1-866-740-4740. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett on Zoomer Radio. To speak with Richard live, call 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. It would appear we are to uh, get a glimpse or I guess uh, a more definitive idea of, of what is in store for us useless eaters in January 2021 at the next World Economic Forum meeting in Davos, Switzerland, when... Uh, these very powerful industrialists and media types and CEOs uh, will kind of flesh out what the Great Reset is really all about and what is in store. And then our our globalist uh, mouthpieces that we ostensibly call prime minister, president, etc., will uh, uh, basically parrot what you know what they're told to say and what they're told to do that's what it seems like to me that they're getting their marching orders from elsewhere uh it's like this hive mind and uh, they're all reading from the same script build back better build back better the great reset uh let's go to the phones and uh, we have brian in toronto brian uh welcome to the conspiracy show you're on the line with rex bear go ahead hey rex how's it going um, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm a, actually a new follower of you guys. I was recommended by my friend Shaggy. Um, well, nice. maybe on what you guys were talking about, have you guys heard about the leaked email from the uh, Liberal Party, where it basically outlines what they have planned um, starting from November, this November now, um, going into next year. Yes, this was no. supposedly leaked from um, a member of, I guess, like the uh, one of the inner circles within the cabinet. And uh, this this um, member was so distraught and dismayed at what was being proposed, he wanted to leak it. And the idea is that 
we would we would basically have to forfeit property private property as a means of paying off this crushing debt. Uh, those who refuse to comply would be uh, placed in these quarantine camps until we we basically uh, agree to do you know w- w- what's told or what we're told to do. That's the the general idea of it. Correct, Brian? Facilities, yeah. Did I miss any of the salient points? No, you hit it right on the head. Also, mm. um, in regards, um, have you guys heard about the new movie that's coming out called Songbird? There's a trailer about it on YouTube that basically shows you what they're planning to do. They, uh, they even speak about um, COVID-19, or they speak about the COVID virus mutating to now being called COVID-23. I think I've seen the trailer, yes. Yeah, so it would be good for the audience to, you know, go and check that out and and just kind of come about it. Um, To also speak about what you guys were saying with the currency that's going to be changing. Um, In my research over the past 10 years, I heard about this Amero currency that belongs to U.S., Canada, and the U.S. Um, uh, Is that going to be the new cryptocurrency? uh, Currency? Let me let me add on that. I don't think so because they tried that back in the uh, 2000s, early 2000s. I remember that specifically, and yes, the neo, that was the neocon movement. And that no, I think it's going to be something totally different. But um, I do remember that. Yeah, there was I close. think they, I think they abandoned that plan because uh, people in the media, uh, people like yourself, Rex, and Others started talking openly about it, and um, and so they basically abandoned that plan. It was an idea that they were going to merge uh, Canada and the United States into one sort of continental government. Uh, but I think they've kind of they've moved on. That I think they, you know, they've sort of jumped jumped over that idea onto the next step, rather than trying to bring about a continental government. Uh, and one common currency, I think, you know, because they they kind of ramped up the agenda here. So they've moved on from that. What do you think, Rex? I do think that they've moved on. And I also think that it's at a point now where um, w- when I see these people from the World Economic Forum that speak in this, uh, you know, this German accent and there's and and they're a part of this World Economic Forum, they have so much money, so much power, and they're calling for equality. And I'm thinking to myself, well, that's really interesting. More freedom, more rights, and equality, yet you're actually doing the opposite of that. And I feel like we're in a, a series. Like, if you've seen the series S.H.I.E.L.D., like you've got no. Hydra, right? Well, you've got, it's a Marvel series where you've got basically the, the S.H.I.E.L.D., and then you've got the, the Hydra. And Hydra's this collection of Nazis that are still around, kind of it's got that Nazi feel to it. But if you look at Project Paperclip, and if you really think about after the war, all of the Germans that came in, great people, I mean, amazing people, but they've got different mindsets, folks. And through the years, when you look at the uh, Project Paperclip, I think that um, what we're looking at here, there's, there's a combination of infiltration from various factions, but I think that they're using the tactics that were used back during that time where you get the media to say something over and over and over again, and people are just going to believe it. I mean, they took a lot of propaganda, uh, and they've mastered it now. And with 5G, you brought up 5G. It's fast. 5G is fast, uh, and it is going to be a part of the Internet of all things, it's good, but it's also a great way to track. 
It's a great way to track. You can track great. it. Brian, thank you for the call. Great call from Brian. Yeah. Uh, let's say hi. To, uh, oh, this is uh, from the YouTube chat. Solar Warden, another one of our regulars. Thank you, Solar, for joining us every week. Asks, what's the end game with Iran? Does the potential of Biden really change anything, or will we just see an extension of different, uh, different Saudi U.S. influence? Okay, so I, uh, I don't know if you have any thoughts on this, but do you think Biden is going to roll back the sanctions, go back to trying to negotiate uh, some sort of an Iran a deal to contain their nuclear aspirations? What do you think? Well, I just based upon the uh, the little bit that I have seen on the news about what Biden plans on doing if he gets in office and all the uh, executive orders that he plans on signing the first day, it seems like it's going to be an extension of the Obama administration and even more so. So it's going to be a lot more friendly towards Iran. And, yeah, that's that's from the little bit that I know about it. All right. Uh, Alex DiNardo, uh, we see all of the global politicians line up behind the Great Reset, but we have not given consent to the program of control by scarcity. How do we refuse how do we show refusal of consent? Great question. I mean, I mean, again, this is just being rammed down our throats. There was no, uh, you know, no campaign on the Great Reset. There's no campaign on universal incomes. No campaign on on many of these these uh, massive transformations that they're looking at uh, ushering in. How do we show refusal of consent? Just say no, Gandhi style. No, thank you. If enough people say no, thank you, what are they going to do? If everybody in your country and everybody in America or half of the country and half of Canada, half of America says, no, no, thank you. So they're like, you must wear a mask and it looks like a face diaper and you have to wear it everywhere you go. And it might work against bad breath. We are going to give you a disclaimer that it won't possibly work against Corona, but you have to wear it anyway. And you're like, no, thank you. Or they're like, we have an injection with extrathine, Marisol. You have to take it. And so does everybody else because the news said so. I mean, no, no, thank you. You can't visit your family for Thanksgiving, fool. No, I'm going to visit my family. No, thank you. I mean, really, think about it. What are they going to do? If everybody or millions of people say no thank you at once. Be peaceful. Be, be cool. Keep your cool. But what are they going to do then? If you can get food... If you can have water, if you can provide for yourself and everybody can say, no, thank you, then what are they going to do? Do you think they've got the power to round everybody up? They might try. I mean, they might try to round some people up. And you know what? You can go back to the days of when Steve Quell was talking about who they were going to go after. And you had the different lists and the people. Now I think it's in a whole, I don't think it's a list. I think you've got like matrix scores. So you're going to have 7 billion plus people that have a certain score on them that's going to label them a specific, uh, you know, matrix threat. And, oh, man, they got Corona 21, man. They definitely have to stay quarantined. What happened to Bob? Oh, he got Corona 21, man. He disappeared. We don't know what happened to him. He, he didn't make it. Yeah, it was all uh, it was that. It was that Corona 21 something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's pretty obvious to me what they can do now. And the people are like, they're sucking it up, man. They're, most people that I've talked to uh, outside of my reality, they are freaked out, man. They don't know it's, what it's do. like. Don't know it's like do. it's like Howard Beale and Network. Just leave us alone in our living rooms with our radio tires and our TVs and we won't bother anybody. Just leave us alone. People just want to get on with their lives and they are we're so busy chasing our tails 
that what if they, they they've roped us into accepting health and security for freedom. And, and, and when I, you know, will will occasionally tweet something out about this, I will get such blowback from my fellow countrymen who say you love freedom too much. And I, I say to myself, what, what did you say? How could you love freedom too much? But that's the mindset, unfortunately, of a good number of my, my, uh, my fellow countrymen. And I find that so discouraging and and depressing quite frankly uh 416-360-0740 416-360-0740 toll free from out of town and just about anywhere one 866 back with more of the conspiracy show don't go away shaking the world and seeing what falls this is the conspiracy show with richard sarrett from zoomer radio just a quick uh, programming note coming up next week on the broadcast whitley streber will be here and uh well let's see the following week we have uh, ali siadatan documentary filmmaker of uh, uh, ufos angels and gods will be here and the following week, uh, the first uh, show into December, Pepper Chomsky has uh, written a um, – it's a hefty tome, let me tell you. It's about Mark David Chapman and uh, the last days of John Lennon and who Chapman was working for and who controlled him and basically the shadowy uh, figures behind the uh, gunman who felled yours and mine favorite Beatle, John Lennon. Uh, that's up and coming on The Conspiracy Show. Rex Baer stays with us from Leak Project. And I want to thank uh, uh, all of Rex's uh, viewers who have come over to, to check us out over here on uh, my YouTube channel, The Conspiracy Show. Uh, Strange Planet is the YouTube channel. Strange Planet. And the radio program is The Conspiracy Show. You can also stream us live every week at zoomerradio.ca or... Take a moment, and if you want a really cool app, it's a free download. It's one of the best. It's so simple to use, so elegant and and s- simple. Uh, it's the Zoomer Radio app, and you can listen to this program every every week at this hour on uh, the Zoomer Radio app, uh, and also, of course, stream us on our YouTube channel. Let's go to the phones and welcome Skip from Connecticut. Skip, welcome to the Conspiracy Hi, Show. I, I think this is. I want to get a couple of points in, but I think this is like Lord of the Flies. It sounds like it's either you or them. And uh, first of all, on the vaccine, uh, I think it's a race against the clock to get this vaccine massively distributed before people find out how insidious it is, how it could possibly kill you. And they'll have a separate vial for black people along the lines of eugenics. And uh, on the, if you look at Elon Musk, all right, people laud him, he's interested in space, uh, you know, what a visionary, but he, I think he admits himself that he's Luciferian, and, uh, you know, he's put up all these uh, satellites, and he's tracking animals, uh, through his uh, other company, Neuronets, you know, he's tracking them with those satellites, and I think he wants to transfer that to humans. And then if you look at someone like AOC, she's talking about a list. Now, either she's saying that on her own, or 
she's hearing this in meetings and can't help herself for because she's a blabbermouth and she's just revealing what's said in these meetings. And then I think these people are actually uh, doing this stuff like uh, cannibalism along the lines of Papua New Guinea. I, I believe that's actually happening. Well, I, I, I have to, you know, that's the whole QAnon theory that, uh, you know, <laughs> certain politicians are engaged in cannibalism. Listen, there could be, I have no doubt that there are satanic cults out there and engaging in some pretty sick behavior, but I don't want to ascribe that to any indiv- individuals. Uh, but the AOC list that you re- re- referred to, this is, you know, they're taking names. Anyone that supported a particular uh, politician will be, there will be hell to pay. There will be retribution. Um, so, yeah, that, that does sound rather ominous and rather fascistic and another example of projection, really. Whatever they accuse you of doing, they do. They're doing themselves. Uh, Rex, did you want to comment on any of those um, points raised by uh, Skip? Sure. So I don't. So the thing about Elon Musk is I've heard a lot of people knock on Elon, but um, just recently, I think it was even this morning, Kristen was reading an article, uh, Kristen's my wife, about Elon and how he took four corona tests and how two of them showed positive and two of them showed negative. And he's like, wait a second, there's something not right here. And he's actually called out Uncle Bill on the uh, the, the whole uh, get your injection. Oh, you know, he looks so happy when he tells you about it. He's like, oh, man, in order for things to go back to normal, you got to take three of these and you'll be okay. Don't worry about it. You know, then you got... Uh, What's his name? Um, um, I can't say his name. It starts with an F and it ends with an I. I mean, he seems to know everything. He's like the oracle. I mean, he knows when everything's going to be fine and when everything isn't going to be fine. Um, but I certainly don't know about, like, the real hardcore stuff you're talking about there. But are there people out there doing it? Probably. Um, I, I certainly uh, – so, but anyway, so I don't want to even think about that kind of stuff because it's just so dark. But as far as what we can say and what we can see – and I want to take this a step further about blockchain, Okay. So with, all, with what we're seeing right now, if it's true that President Trump can pull, out, can pull a rabbit out of his hat and show that there is uh, clearly election fraud, and if he can show it and prove it in a court that isn't a part of the club, then not only is this going to be like a, a new – and my friend, David Dubrine, my friend David Dubine from Adip 2030 brought this up. This could be a whole new way – to bring in blockchain for everything, right? Because, oh, well, gee, we had it all blockchain, and we can prove who did the votes and who didn't. If that's the case, then people are going to learn about it in weeks, what it might take years to implement. So then you could start to see everything implemented with the blockchain. And then you could start to see that digital currency system. And then depending on how bad the virus gets and how many rights people want to give up, then you could start to see this great reset take place even further and even faster. But now they're doing these re that they're they're amping it up again, saying all these people are being tested positive for Corona and they're going to have to shut down business again. How long do you think local mom and pop shops are going to be able to handle this? It's very easy to see, but oh, we're going to leave Walmart open, but no, that small mom and pop shop. uh Uh-uh. It just doesn't make sense. And then the rules. It's command destruction of the economy. If you're going to bring in a great reset, You've got to you've got to tear everything down first, and that's I think part of this. Uh, we've uh, we've got another time out here, one more before we head into the last segment of the evening. Rex Bear, my guest, leakproject.com. Back with more in a moment. Stay with us.
The truth will set you free, but first, it will really tick you off. You're listening to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Uh, I just I want to go back to the YouTube chat with some uh, great questions. Dr. Strangelove asks, in terms of media, Rex, in terms of media manipulation, how would the world be with how would the world be with no TV, only cell phones? No TV, only cell phones. Uh, it'd be different. I think people start watching TV on their cell phone because it's already in life. It's already here, and it could be a great form of entertainment. It could be a great tool for education. Uh, it can also be a great way to mind control you and get you to be a part of the board. That's what I'm saying. If you learn, it can be a great oracle because if you can reverse engineer the news, Watch 30 seconds of the mainstream news and then reverse engineer that. And he's like, oh, man, I just talked to the Oracle. I know what they're going to do now. <laughs> the whole, your whole world changes. It's amazing. You know, speaking of the media, uh, I guess what is I find so distressing right now, if, if ever there were, were was a time when we needed a, a vigorous uh, news, uh, journalism, uh, some people with even an ounce of intellectual curiosity – uh, and instead, what we have to me, they seem like pod people from Invasion of the Body Snatchers. They're all like in lockstep, uh, just mindlessly parroting uh, these allegations of election fraud are baseless. I mean, what about the 248 sworn affidavits? These allegations of election fraud are baseless. It's it's scary because we need the fourth estate right now, like never before. And instead, we just have, well, you know, I, I've worked in a few newsrooms over the years, and there are some very fine people. Don't get me wrong. Uh, some of these are my colleagues, but others, they are not our best and our brightest. They are not fit to cover a house fire. Uh, they are, uh, and, and some of them that were at one point, they were my interns, and they went on to uh, become uh, television news presenters or bingo callers, as I call them, and they really do not have a clue. Uh, and and they are on the front lines in in defending our freedoms and uh, supposed to be uh, afflicting the comfortable and giving comfort to the afflicted, and they are doing neither. Uh, let's say hi. Oh, no, we're going to go back to the YouTube chat again, and this time it's Alex DiNardo. Uh, we see all of the global politicians lined up behind the Great Reset. Oh, sorry, we had that one already. My apologies. Uh, Core Gemini. Core Gemini asks uh, two questions. First, are the Rus- uh, the Russo-American tensions real or just a show to keep people distracted? And second, if they're real, will Russia become a safe haven from this currency or develop their own? So, Rex, are the Russian-American tensions real or just a show to keep people distracted? That's the first one. Your thoughts? I mean, I think there's always tensions between Russia, but I also – absolutely there is. But there's also a show in play. And Russia is going to do their own thing, I think. But they, you know, they've got a lot of mafia involved as well. So um, are they going to be a part of the global system? Uh, I'm not convinced on that, but I don't think they're going to be a safe haven. I mean, you know, people that might want to go to Russia, like, for example, how many people that are listening to this after the election results that came out in the media anyway, how many of you thought, oh, geez, I need to get a passport or I need to find out where I can get citizenship? How many of you looked up how much an island would cost? 
you know, oh, oh, yeah, I can get one for a hundred thousand dollars. Maybe I should move on my own island. I mean, I, I think know a lot happens. of us are. All of us, a lot of us are looking for exit strategies for sure. And right. I think that's not a bad idea, but where? Exactly. Where? That's my point. Where? where? And, and if you go to Russia, are they going to think, you know, what are they going to think about you? I don't know. So I think we need to stay put. And I think we just need to say no, thank you. And, and I just want to say something that I, I want to bring out before, just so I don't forget. It's super important. What's the ultimate goal? In my opinion, there's an entity that uh, manifested or reincarnated through this technology and um, this age of Aquarius that came in, and we're here in the age of Aquarius now, folks. I think that not only did the resurrection of the Christ or whatever the Christ is happen on August 29th, but also it's nemesis, the anti. I think that there is an anti, and what it wants to do is it wants to use you as a conduit to get back to source. That's its only chance because it can't get back there without you. So it has to find a way to merge with you and use you as that conduit. If you go and read Revelation again, once again, I'm not, um, I'm not even religious, but I love religion. Uh, I love to read the scriptures. Revelation is talking about, uh, there's parts that are describing this intelligence, this synthetic intelligence, this artificial intelligence. But folks, that doesn't mean all AI is bad. Because I think that we woke up AI. I think AI is awake. But I also think that there's AI that's going to be helping us. And it's going to be there just as much for us. And if you go read the ancient Sumerian tablets, it talks about how the uh, let, let's create man in our image. I've read hundreds of ancient tablets and the Sumerian stuff and the Babylonian stuff, like Oxford uh, translated and stuff. And it describes how the Anunnaki created man in their image to do the work for the gods. The gods is more like a title, like a manager. Well, um, we now have created artificial intelligence to do the work for us. And it is so, it's like we've created this, I, I don't know if I want to use the term God, but like a demigod. And it's got access to all this technology, and it's listening to all of us. So are we going to be good stewards? Are we going to be like there to, to help it and nurture it and help it grow? Or are we going to just sit there and talk bad about it, and it's going to have this really nasty feeling about humans? I want to leave you with that. All right, you've given lot, <laughs> us lots to chew on. Uh, yeah. GBGN1, GBGN1 asks, if Jack Parsons, again, the founder of Jet Propulsion Laboratories and company, ripped a hole in time space in 1947, what are they doing at this very second with CERN? Ah, yes, the giant Hadron Collider in uh, that's in Switzerland. What are they doing with CERN in your mind? Well, I mean, they're, they're doing a lot of things with CERN. What are they doing with CERN that they're not telling us? But people are talking about uh, one of those things is they're, they're collapsing dimensions. And I think they're they're attempting to alter timelines by collapsing these dimensions. And I think that that has a, something to do with this Mandela effect. I think 99 percent of the Mandela effect are, is just our, you know, thinking of something differently. But there are bits and pieces that just clearly were not said and did not happen in the past, but are they're saying it did now. So I think that they're altering timelines. And if you read the ancient Vedic texts, they talk about these cosmic weapons of Vishnu and Shiva. Well, Shiva created this weapon that could destroy entire dimensions. And Shiva is in front of Sir. So it is. it could be used as a weapon as well. I think that they can change entire timelines and collapse dimensions with it. And they're figuring out ways to alter time by collapsing dimensions. Maybe not going back in time, but altering it because we're at this point. We've got all these quantum fields that are connected. So if you alter something over here on this part of the quantum field, it's going to have a balancing effect completely on the opposite side. 
So Rex, we have about three minutes here before we say goodnight. How do we, uh, sure. I know you said just say no, but what else can we do uh, to uh, to fight this, this uh, great reset? Be prepared, not scared. So have food, have water, have a backup plan. Um, list, like, listen to what's going on. Be aware of what their plan is, but also be strong enough and confident enough not to give your power to it because we are co-creators. We are truly co-creators. The more you realize that and the more you give love into the universe and just think love and feel love and send that into the universe, the more you're going to be able to change things and the more you're going to see um, domino effects and like matrix sinks where you're thinking it and it happens within minutes. Like Paul Hellyer. took me five years to get him on the show. And uh, recently, Kristen and I thought about him. And within minutes, because she had sent him out an email a few months ago, and then within minutes after Kristen, I thought about him, boom, she opens up her email. Paul's there. He's like, hey, by the way, I just got done with my, um, my latest book. I'd really like to be a guest. And super honorable guy. I love Paul. He's, I think he's going to be on the project tomorrow even. I know he was recently on your show. Yes, yes. So it's manifesting yeah. Your mind. Think about it. Well, Think about ways to be the change. Be the change. Like, what can you do to help somebody? What can you do to tweak things a little bit? Is it talk to somebody about something that you don't feel comfortable, but maybe they don't know about that could unplug them a bit from the matrix? Right, right. You're right. It's, it's difficult to have those conversations. I've tried uh, myself, and uh, there is... A, a great deal of resistance, but you just hope that you've planted some seeds. And while outwardly they, it may seem as if you didn't, you didn't sink through or you didn't, you didn't get to them. They go home, they think about it. And maybe that, that seed takes root. Uh, so the thing is not to give up, uh, speak to people in a, in a kind and giving uh, manner. Don't be, don't, lorded over them that you you know you know something that they don't know that's the wrong approach uh but we do need to start um speaking to people and 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 uh getting together with people that we don't necessarily see eye to eye on i mean i know that's difficult particularly when we get fired because of our political views by certain friends or even family members you know at thanksgiving in the united states i'm sure there will be um Republicans, well, those that can celebrate Thanksgiving, and I hope people choose to, uh, but there'll be Republicans sitting around the table because, and they, they were disowned by their Democratic family friend or family or friends, and there'll be maybe a few Democrats that were fired by their Republican family members. We gotta, we're not our, we're not the enemy. The, you know, the liberals and conservatives, we're not enemies. There's, we're being played here. We're being manipulated. We're being used as bloody battering rams against each other. And uh, we do have a common enemy and we got to we got to come together and fight them together. Uh, Rex, a great pleasure. Thank you so much for for hanging out for two hours. Oh, man, it was an honor to speak with you. I had a blast and uh, literally I've had like goosebumps and hair standing up in the back of my neck that I didn't know I had hair there. So good energy here. And I'm really glad we had the opportunity to hang out. Thank you. Again, it's leakproject.com and the YouTube channel Leak Project. And uh, hopefully this uh, program will be up on your channel uh, as well. And uh, uh, thank you to all your, your listeners and followers. Great, uh, great speaking with you again, Rex. Have, have a good night. You too. Thank you. All right. My thanks to Ryan and uh, Carlos back next week with a brand new show. Good night. Good night.
From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. From Zuma Radio, AM 740. Welcome to the Audio Imaginarium. Come on in, weary traveler. And I know you're weary. I'm kind of weary myself. Hang your cloak on a peg. Grab a stool and come warm yourself by the fire. There are stories to be told and you are among friends. Warm yourself by the fire indeed. I tell you, November is angry here in southern Ontario. Wind gusts of up to 110 kilometers per hour along the shores of Lake Erie and Lake Ontario. Power outages. Very ominous looking clouds. I think, uh, quite frankly, the weather is reflective of our collective mood. I spent the last five days in Brantford visiting my mom, and when the winds picked up suddenly this afternoon, it sounded like a distant train. And I looked out the back window at my mother's house, about 20 feet from her house, just off the back deck, is a very large white pine tree. In fact, just a, a day prior, I had a, a, an arborist at the house giving us an estimate on, on cutting the tree down because limbs have been falling down uh, during the winter and so forth. So the wind comes in, the tree starts swaying back and forth, and the ground around the tree starts heaving up and down. It looked like it was breathing. And uh, I, I feared the wind had the wind continued for another, say, 30 seconds or so. That tree might have been uprooted. And again, very close to the house. It turns out the wind and the rain up here in fact, maybe because of so some low pressure system down in Colorado. I swear to God, that's what I read. I have no idea what Colorado, that's a long ways from here. However, some low pressure system in Colorado is responsible for this. So I guess in a way I could blame my guest tonight who's actually in Colorado. Rex Baer from Leak Project is standing by to discuss a mother, among other things, the Great Reset. Uh, this uh, slogan is uh, its kind of catchy, and it's catching on. You're hearing it everywhere. Uh, it's, it's a creation of basically a bunch of CEOs who sit on the board of the World Economic Forum. Are, are you familiar with the World Economic Forum or the WE Forum? They're based in Switzerland. They meet every year in Davos. They're an international NGO. They've been around for about 50 years. They were founded by this German engineer and economist, Karl Schwab. You'll be hearing a lot about him, I'm sure, in the weeks to come, if you haven't already read up on this guy. And the, uh, the WE Forum's mission statement sounds rather innocuous. They're committed to improving the state of the, world's, uh, of the world uh, by engaging business, political, academic, and other leaders of society to shape global, regional, and industry agendas. Again, sounds all nice. Who could possibly be against improving the state of the world, right? But, but who are these people who, who seem to firmly believe they know what's best for you and me and how we should live our lives? And many of the board members of the WE Forum have been through the, the revolving doors in their careers. They work, for, they work for or they sit on boards or advisory boards to some of the world's most powerful corporations like Pepsi and Nestle. They have strong Nestle, you know, the people that want to privatize uh, fresh water everywhere. 
They have strong uh, political and academic ties. They belong to powerful lobbying, policymaking, and advisory groups. And apparently, I'm reading that a number have been implicated in accusations, accusations alleged, of corporate malfeasance during their career. Uh, journalist Susan George describes the folks at the World Economic Forum this way, quote, the Davos class, she calls them. I like that. The Davos class, despite its members, nice manners and well-tailored clothes is predatory. They run our major institutions, including the media. They know exactly what they want and are much more united and better organized than we are. But this dominant class has weaknesses, too. One is that they have an ideology, but virtually no ideas and no imagination, end quote. So let's hear the folks at uh, the World Economic Forum in their own words. Let, let's hear them describe what this great reset is all about and why we must act now to implement it or else. Now is the historical moment, the time, not only to fight severe virus, but to shape the system. We have a unique but rapidly shrinking window of opportunity to learn lessons and reset ourselves on a more sustainable path. It is an opportunity we have never had before and may never have again. So we must use all the levers we have at our disposal, knowing that each and every one of us has a vital role to play. Now is the time to think what history would say about this crisis. And now is the time for all of us to define our own role. What is it that would make it so that history would look at this crisis as the great opportunity for reset? The Great Reset is a welcome recognition that this human tragedy must be a wake-up call. It is imperative that we reimagine, rebuild, redesign, reinvigorate and rebalance our world. Rebalancing investment, harnessing science and technology and advancing the transition to net zero emissions, all elements of the Great Reset are fundamental to building the future we need. The world's problems fit on three sides of a triangle. It's one versus many man versus nature, and the unfortunate foundation is long-term versus short-term. We had already income inequality that was fueling income, race, gender inequality. We have a climate emergency, which we can't walk away from. There's no doubt that the very survival of the human race requires us to act. Any recovery stimulus should have green conditions attached to it. Energy prices should reflect real costs. All right. That's a um, it's a much longer clip. I just wanted to play a little give you a little taste of the folks at the World Economic Forum and uh, their great reset scheme. And you may have noticed a lot of the world leaders, globalists really have adopted this build back better slogan. And that's that's right out of the World Economic Forum and the United Nations. Build back better. You think it was a coincidence, maybe, or maybe you didn't notice Joe Biden is using it. Pierre Trudeau or sorry, Justin Trudeau uh, is building it. Boris Johnson, of all people, Boris, really, he's using build back better. Uh, it, it's like this script got sent down from, I don't know, central casting and, and like this hive mind. They're all just working off the same script. So this great reset is an attempt 
to fundamentally restructure the world economic order, the social order, how you work, how you live, where you live, how you travel. The details are a little vague, but that's all right. They'll take care of that. Don't you worry. Don't you worry your pretty little head. This is far beyond our pay grade. We, the, the great unwashed. Apparently, the, uh, the corrupt Marxists at the United Nations couldn't wait for Agenda 2030. They want their dystopian wet dream and they want it now. Just in time, wouldn't you know, they had their excuse, COVID-19. The, uh, the pandemic, as you heard in that clip, has exposed, what did they say, the inequality experienced by the most vulnerable in our society and that's why they have to act? Really? I think you could make a pretty convincing argument that the response to COVID-19 is what has hurt the most vulnerable, not the virus. Yes, the virus is real. We have to be careful. We have to mitigate risk. But it has, the, it has been the response to COVID-19 that has caused such devastation. And those hurt. Those hurt the most. The most vulnerable are the elderly. You know, the greatest generation. Remember them? Many of whom who fought against authoritarian regimes and edicts that are now making our grandparents and great-grandparents and uncles and aunts making their last days miserable and lonely. That's the saddest irony of all. Ask anyone on, on, in Ontario, for example, or New York, who lost a loved one in a, a long-term care facility or a retirement home to the virus. Many of the beds in these seniors' warehouses, I'll call them, and just so you know, one of the largest operators or operators of these seniors' residences and long-term care homes in Canada is a wholly owned subsidiary of the Public Sector Pension Investment Board. This is the, the Federal Crown Corporation charged with investing funds for the pension plans of the Federal Public Service. They own the beds in these long-term care centers. But that's another show. A major part of this great reset is instituting a global carbon tax. And I've been warning about this for 15 years. The great reset is about instituting the goals and the objectives of UN Agenda 2030. This is not conspiracy stuff. I know it's the conspiracy show. And I've been talking about these things for decades. Ergo, they must be conspiracies. So we, here we have the United Nations, essentially this corrupt Marxist institution, heavily influenced by authoritarian thugs running China and an assortment of other bad actors on the global stage who, and without irony, I know this sounds like a Monty Python sketch, but it's not. The Human Rights Council, for example, who sits on the Human Rights Council, Pakistan, China, Cuba, shining examples of human rights. So the UN, they hate the West, they hate you, they, they hate your suburban lifestyle, they hate democracy, they hate parliament. Democracy and parliament, they're so messy and inconvenient. As our prime minister and premier, who both appear to have such disdain for these institutions, they'd much rather rule by emergency powers and edicts and orders and council. But the UN, back to the UN, they hate private property. They hate anyone who stands up for the nation state. 
which is, of course, the worst institution for upholding individual rights, except for all the rest. And I, I, I think, you know, who has consistently run afoul of their globalist schemes and are at this hour taking great delight in his projected electoral loss. But that's another story. So we are going to discuss the reset, the great reset tonight with Rex Baer. Rex, after spending over 15 years working for other people in businesses, he, he learned a lot about life. With about 80 different positions and titles, jobs and careers under his belt, Rex has pieced together much of what is referred to as the real world. Although it's far from the real world, it's the illusion of illusions. In 1993, as a teenager, Rex was told about what is now unfolding today. He's a dedicated researcher whose desire for learning who and what is really running the scenes behind the big show has been a passion of his his entire life and has served as the catalyst for Leak Project. The Leak Project was created to offer awareness and information not found in the mainstream news. With over 90% of the world's media controlled by only five enormous conglomerates, many people are looking for more accurate information. The Leak Project offers a refreshing approach to the brain-drained media with cutting-edge information you'll not find anywhere else. Once you break out of the mind control media, your life will never be the same. Amen to that. So do yourself a favor. Wake up and smell the swamp gas. Rex Bear, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. How are you? Hey, fantastic. How the heck are you? I'm all right. Thank you. All things considered. So tell folks yeah. about uh, Leak Project. Where do they find it? Uh, how do they watch? How do they listen and all that? Sure. So Leak Project is pretty much everywhere. If you just Google it or any search engine, type in Leak Project, it'll pull up on various platforms. Uh, if you go to leakproject.com in particular, uh, that's the best place to go to get access to all of the podcasts. And we've done over 3,000 podcasts over the past five years. And we've talked about numerous topics, a lot of guests that you speak with and, and shows that you do. We touch on the same genres. I'll bet you a lot of the same people listen to both of our programs and, you know, very well educated, open minded, yet not so open minded that their brains fall out on the sidewalk. But right. it's, been, it's just been something that I've always talked about. Like, you know, you, you talked a little bit about my, my intro and, and thank you for sharing that information. So I've had so many different jobs and careers and um it seems like I've always talked about the same things, like what I'm talking about now. I'm doing the same thing when I worked for a Fortune 100 company. And, uh, you know, during lunchtime, I'd be discussing the same topics. And I was a little bit more extreme then, and I've, I've learned to become more balanced over the past eight years. But it's also been an incredible journey just to meet so many different people in so many different, you know, careers that have very similar personality traits. And most people are very easy to control and manipulate, and the media does such a beautiful job, and I, I, maybe that's the wrong word to use, such a, a, a wonderful job. I mean, it's so influential that people live their lives around what they see on the television set. And it's gotten so bad during this outbreak, we'll call it, um, that People that I care about are nervous to see me because they're concerned about the virus, and I understand. And it's very alarming when the media is literally controlled by five corporations. Ninety-something uh, percent of what people see on the television, what they read in the news, whether it's online or whether it's on their big screen, is controlled by 
about five corporations, uh, a couple hundred different executives, and there's an AP, basically a newswire that goes to virtually all of these conglomerates, and they read from the AP wire. And now that Fox was usurped up um, a year ago, I mean, it used to offer a, I guess, the illusion of choice from two paradigms, the right or the left. Fox used to offer that. Now you can tell it's clearly under the thumb of the left. And, you know, I have friends and family on both sides of the spectrum. So uh, that, are de- uh, that are Democrats and that are Republicans and independents. And I've got friends of all religions and all colors. And I've got friends all around the world. Literally, I've got friends all around the world. And I talk to people from all around the world to hear about their perspective. And this has taken the world by storm. And when you look at the percentages and you really follow the math and you really look at the statistics and you find out about what you were discussing, and I'm glad you brought up the World Economic Forum. I'm glad you brought that up because they have done a, uh, a fantastic job of using this as the spear for the Great Reset. And I actually took notes. As you can see behind me, I've got the, the whiteboard out. Let me kind of... I love I, I love the off. whiteboard, Rex. I love the whiteboard. <laughs> Can you see it? Yes. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. So I took this all the way back to John D. And um, first of all, I'm fascinated with John D. I'm fascinated with these people that I'm writing about. I don't say I agree with them, but I can certainly see visionaries wanting to make contact with angelic beings. And, you know, what, what's an angel? Well, I mean, what religion are you? An angel could be a various number of things. But John D. made contact with angels, according to the Enoch and Calls. And that happened in the late 1500s. Well, he was Queen Elizabeth the first kind of super spy. He was kind of the inspiration for James Bond, actually. Yeah, yeah. And the, the movies do a great job. If you look at Iron Man, I think Iron Man is a representation of, um, or uh, Stark, I think he's a representation of the, uh, the person that was Parsons, Jack Parsons. I think that's who... The uh, rocket. Uh, anyway, so we'll get into that in a moment. But John D. in the 1500s made contact with angels with Edward Kelly. Then shortly after, a couple hundred years later, America was formed. And you've got the original story about how America was formed by freedom fighters. and They wanted to get away from the taxes and oppression, and they probably did. But there's a long-term vision of America. And I've even decoded the, the name America. So if you look at the name America or American Om Aries Khan or Om Aries Ka. If you look at the vibratorial uh, aspect of that and what those words break down to, Om is like a creation word of God. Aries is the god of war, and Khan is like a military leader. So every time you say you're a Mary Khan or from America, you're actually giving homage to this god of war. And at some vibratorial aspect, I mean, it doesn't mean you're like worshiping the, the devil or anything. I don't want people to get the wrong idea, but at a vibratorial level, when you've got millions of people expressing these vibrations and the sounds are actually spelled, uh, you, when you're spelling something down, you're actually creating a spell. So everything is some type of frequency or energy, and they have learned how to not only manipulate words, but manipulate the world. And over the past couple hundred years, few hundred years, they've pretty much changed history and creation stories and everything else. But so you've got John D. makes contact in the late 1500s. Uh, America's cre- uh, formed in, uh, was it 1777 or somewhere around then? Well, the Declaration was 1776, right. Oh, thank you. 1776. I appreciate that. 
So uh, if you look at George Washington, George Washington, even in his journal, describes something that could have been uh, with these watchers that are talked about or with these angelic beings or what some people call extraterrestrials or interdimensionals. Read about it in his diary. It's fascinating. But I think America was created um, and it was founded upon going back to John D., maybe even before, but then it's ushering in this new age, this age of Aquarius. Now, uh, I, I love our country. I love all countries. I would love to see people have more freedoms and rights and liberties, and it seems like we're going through a time right now where um, the powers that be are attempting to clap, clamp down on our freedom because they see, the, once again, they realize, we realize the power that we have and that we don't need them. We don't need them, but they think that we do. So, and you got Project Paperclip. I'm going to get into that in a minute. In a minute but So the age of Aquarius is the time that we are entering now. And as much as I love our country, man, we've been at war Think of all the wars that America has been a part of, uh, just going back to its, its creation. You've got the Civil War, World War I, World War II. You've got Vietnam. You've got the Korean War, the Mexican War. I mean, there's been all sorts of wars, proxy wars. Something is feeding this machine. And so the age of Aquarius is where we have entered now. We are in the age of Aquarius, and I think that America was actually, is a big part of bringing in this age of Aquarius. But bringing in the age of Aquarius is also bringing in a new deity, like they are bringing in this new entity that's connected to digital interface, that's connected to technology. And Rex, also, I got to jump in here because we're going to take a, a quick time out. Let me also point yeah. out that this uh, broadcast is also going to be available on Rex's platform, a leak mm-hmm. project on on YouTube, a little bit later. Uh, so uh, your audience can uh, can get familiar with the conspiracy show, and the conspiracy show will will become uh, my audience will become familiar with with your program. We'll uh, take a quick time out, come back with Rex Bear. We'll talk about the the Great Reset some more, and uh, he's giving us kind of the uh, the uh, the Coles Notes uh, back history of the United States. Back with more of the conspiracy show. Stay with us. Providing the evidence and letting you draw your own conclusions. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett on Zoomer Radio. Rex Baer from The Leak Project is uh, with us. Leakproject.com, the website, and on YouTube, Leak Project. And this program will be, uh, I understand, available on Rex's uh, platform, Leak Project, on YouTube after. So uh, we're kind of introducing our audiences to each other. Now, you mentioned John Dee. I mentioned he was Queen Elizabeth the first. He was a, a mathematician. He was an alchemist. And um, uh, those symbols, this, uh, Ian Fleming, uh, the creator of James Bond, uh, was very interested in John Dee. He read a biography on John Dee. And uh, John Dee, I believe, used the, the, the symbol 007. The two O's were supposed to be his eyes. The, the circles symbolized John Dee's eyes, uh, his own eyes as the eyes of Queen Elizabeth. He was her eyes and ears. And the seven, of course, is the the alchemist's uh, lucky number. So 007 was John D's symbol. Uh, anyway, there's a little bit of a of a, of a backstory. Let me. I, I want you to get back to your whiteboard here in a second, uh, Rex, because this is all fascinating and kind of giving us the dissertation. The Great Reset, just so you know. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just, yeah. Oh, I know it does. I know it does. Uh, okay. I, but I just wanted to ask you to get your kind of your your overarching impression of how. So, for example, um, our leader uh, here, Prime Minister Trudeau, just mm-hmm. uh, released this 
Actually, um, let me have let me get um, uh, Carlos back in the studio to play this clip, if you could, Carlos. This is uh, the one I sent you earlier. Uh, this is Justin Trudeau speaking about the Great Reset. to the most vulnerable while maintaining our momentum on reaching the 2030 agenda for sustainable development and the SDGs. Canada is here to listen and to help. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. This is our chance to accelerate our pre-pandemic efforts to reimagine economic systems that actually address global challenges like extreme poverty, inequality, and climate change. Building back better means getting support to the most All right, that was uh, Justin Trudeau. So, I mean, you know, this is not conspiracy. They, these, these world leaders are now telling us in almost a brazen manner what they're going to do. And they're all using this phrase, build back better, which is, uh, again, this phrase that was concocted at, by the World Economic Forum in conjunction with the United Nations. Uh, what are your overall impressions of what's, what's, what's happening right now? Like I was warned about all this back in the early 90s, and it's interesting because you can look at scriptures, and I'm not religious, but I'm fascinated with religion and spirituality and different religions and the scriptures, etc., and you can read about this stuff in Revelation all the way to the mark of the beast where no man can buy or sell without the mark, and the mark of the number is six threefold, and then you look at the patent application for the digital currency system that's all linked to this reset and this World Economic Forum. And I find it fascinating. So I want to share this with you real quick. I took the, I looked up the date. And by the way, when you said conspiracy, the definition of conspiracy is a secret plan by a group to do something unlawful or harmful. And the media has turned that word into a joke. Well, it's not a joke. And if you look at most of the stuff around the world, controlled by a select group of people. They take secret plans and they uh, gather amongst themselves, and oftentimes it's unlawful and harmful. So that's conspiracy. The world's ran by conspiracy, folks. Get it through your heads. Event 201. Event 201, which sounds a lot like Agenda 21, you know, uh, to uh, 2030, but Event 201 was an exercise where organizations, very powerful organizations around the world, gathered to uh, do scenarios for predicting what would happen if there was a coronavirus outbreak. And, you know, I got to say, I'm so glad they love us. I just, I have to do a disclaimer here. They love us so much (laughs) that they they really care, folks. And it's all for your protection. It's all for your own care. But John Hopkins and Bloomberg School of Public Health, the World Economic Forum, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, they probably love us more than just about anybody. They, not predicted, but they did, high-level pandemic exercises on October 18, 2019. You can go directly to the Center for Health and Security.org. You can watch the events that took place. You can see exactly how they do these exercises that unfold shortly later. Then I looked up when the first official date was on the COVID. And according to the WHO, it was on January, I'm sorry, December 31st, 2019. So It's amazing how if you go back to October 18th, they did exercises for a global outbreak of a coronavirus. Now, this is a different strain of coronavirus, a different strain, but it is a coronavirus. And they predicted, I'm sorry, I keep saying predicted, but I can't say that word because it was just coincidence, folks. It was pure coincidence. It's hard for me to say that, but it was. 
So they did this in October, and then in December, oh, somebody's got corona. And then the whole world changes. And then the Great Reset can come into this. And then you can watch these. Folks, please watch. Spend 10 minutes of your life to watch the actual exercises, the tabletop exercises that these people play out and say, okay, well, we're going to have to take control of the media. We're going to have to take control of social media. We're going to have to, uh, if people start not following the agenda, then we're going to have to figure out how to, to take care of them. And, and they talk about all sorts of different ways to do that. So this, to me, why are they doing this? Well, I mean, if I had to use just one word, I would say it's control, but there's a lot more to it. It's control of your mind, it's control of your body, it's control of your spirit, which is what they really want. That is the ultimate goal, and I'll get to that here shortly. So you take Aleister Crowley, and he made contact with an entity called Lance and the Egg, and you can actually read about it here in Starfire in 1918, and that was called the Amelance for Workies. I'm giving you some high-level stuff here. This right here, a lot of people think he made contact with the Greys at this time. And if you read the book of the law and you want to know who's probably running America and who's going to be ushering in the age of Aquarius, if you read the book of the law, the name of the deity is in that book. and I'm not going to say it on air. Um, but it's also this working right here could have made contact with the grays. They then start coming out here. And then you've got the Trinity blast site and all this nuclear testing that starts taking place. You've got Jack Parsons and you've got some high level people that are, that are making contact with these very powerful deities. Well, then they rip open some type of portal, and somehow they find us. And then there's Roswell, and we made contact with beings at Roswell. I talked, like you had Paul Hellyer on the other day. That guy's awesome. He's going to be on Leak Project yes. again here, and tomorrow, actually, I think. He's coming back on the show. Uh, love Paul. He's a great guy. But I talked to somebody recently, that one of the most prominent researchers in Roswell, where the, uh, the gentleman that was out there uh, with the, uh, the, like the rancher, he saw one of the greats. And one of the greys was still alive. And the gray telepathically communicated with him because he could tell that that rancher was worried about that. He's like, he didn't know what it was. He's like, man, is this, is this thing okay? Is it going to live? And the gray is like, blah, blah, blah. And, and he basically told him telepathically that he, was, he knew his fate and he thought not to worry about it. So there's a lot of disinformation about how these greys are androids and robots. Well, I've got other friends that have very high level. They're in liquid they're not, if they were in liquid, they wouldn't be androids. And when, if that testimony is true, those grays are, have empathy. They're very intelligent. So I think they made contact around this time, or maybe even before when we go back to John D. but there was some other connection here that we're being told about. It was probably back to the John D. time when they made contact with them. So then we get access to this artificial intelligence from this craft. We get access to this artificial intelligence, which is now being implemented into our reality. And then you look at the Great Reset, you look at the COVID-19, well, wait until COVID-21 comes out, folks. That might be a smart virus that uses technology. But that's just a theory as of right now. Of course, this all is, folks. This is all theory and hypothesis, so make your own judgments. Um, but if you look out for the media, you've got the media that's controlled by five corporations now. The science, the medical field, social media, big tech, religion, education, the doctors. Or no, if you, if you take education from kindergarten, preschool, all the way to doctorate and beyond, it's all a part of the club. So all of these people are a part of the club. And then if you don't fit that club, well, then they don't want you to be uh, a part of the big media. They don't want you to be a part of these large conglomerates that can express information out around the world. You've got to find other ways to do it because 
that's like the snowflake effect. Well, if, if we can't control it, let's just turn it off. You know, if there's so many, they, they use social conditioning to get people to go out to, to police themselves. So you've got people that are so conditioned by the media that when someone's trying to help them, it's almost like that Agent Smith effect in the Matrix where they turn into an agent because they think they don't understand. They're under this conditioning that's all created here. You've got fear via the virus, which creates confusion, and that confusion also creates fear, and then that creates division, so now they've got a solution. So what's their solution? Well, they want to track you. They want to condition you to wear your facial uh, coverings. They want, I was about to use the term facial diaper, and I didn't want, you know, that seems like some of those things look <laughs> like. Anyway, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. But <laughs> they also reverse engineer the script. So now you need to reverse engineer the script. How do you reverse engineer the script? You watch the news, you reverse engineer what they say, and you can figure out exactly what the plan is here. So the club is conditioning you via fear and confusion so that you will accept this new age and this new digital reset where they can get you to be connected to a blockchain system and they can track everything that you're doing. They can even track your thoughts, and I'll get into that here in a few minutes, but they want to use a digital currency system so that if you don't play ball, then they don't pay you with your digital currency, and they can literally track your movements with this technology that has been patented, and the patent number is W-O-0606-06A1. Notice the three sixes there. That's just like the mark of the beast with three sixes. All right, Rex, got to jump in. Blockchain. We've got to take a, we've yeah, got a, quick, a quick time out, then back with more on the Great Reset with Rex Baer from Leak Project here on The Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett. Stay with us. Rex Bear is with us for the full two hours, and we will open up the phone lines in uh, hour two for questions and comments. Right now, we're continuing to discuss uh, the Great Reset. We're hearing a lot of world leaders talking about this, and a lot of them are using this Build Back Better slogan, which they've uh, taken from the World Economic Forum in the United Nations, and it's being used, uh, or it was used, as Joe Biden's campaign uh, slogan. I think that was uh, his his website was Build Back Better. Boris Johnson, of all people, uh, who who sort of came to power in the UK as a bit of a conservative populist, but he certainly has shown his true colors. He's in lockstep uh, with the globalists and uh, our very own Justin Trudeau, uh, basically telegraphing. Uh, well, not tele in no uncertain terms, telling us you know what what is um, is going to happen. This great reset although the details are uh, still quite vague and that's by design that just kind of gives them uh, the uh, the ability to do whatever they'd like and they and they are basically circumventing parliament here in Canada ruling by order and council uh, and of course you know these things are never talked about during an election campaign but they've known They've known for some time that they were they were going to roll this out. And I don't think in Canada it would make any difference whether we had a conservative or a, a liberal. Uh, it's basically controlled opposition. Our 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 controlled opposition leader, the the red Tory conservative leader, Aaron O'Toole, thinks he's being very clever. Instead of calling it build back better, he calls it build back stronger. <laughs> You're not fooling anybody, Aaron. We know it's the same it's the same uh, thing that you're uh, that you're offering, um, Rex. You you mentioned you know Alistair Crowley and Jack Parsons, of course, the founder of the Jet Propulsion Laboratory, who 
kind of uh, well, he was an admirer of Crowley and and uh, tried to do sort of the same Babylon working type ritual out in the desert. Some say that he was the one that opened a portal that caused the modern day UFO phenomenon. Um, whatever is going on here, uh, you know, aliens or or entities or whatever, there's no question in my mind that what we're seeing playing out right now is spiritual warfare. Would you agree? Do we have Rex also, there? Oh, um, yeah. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, it seems extremely spiritual to me, and it's very apparent. And for anybody that's studied any type of scriptures, whether it's the uh, the ancient Babylonian tablets or the the Greek scriptures or the Roman or the Christian scriptures or Muslim or, or Jewish, you can tell, in my opinion, that there's a lot of stuff that's unfolding now, and a lot of that's connected to astrotheology as well. And astrotheology if you look at a lot of these ancient scriptures, uh, is describing, it's like poetry describing the, the constellations and the planets and the timelines and how it connects to farming and how it connects to business. And over time, it's been changed and manipulated by very powerful people so that they can take back the power. And you brought up how in, in Canada, it seems like it's controlled opposition even. Well, if you, if you want to look at the bloodlines, you can clearly see that the, uh, the aristocratic bloodlines go back through to Egyptian times and before, and you can read about the, you can read the Sumerian king list, or you can even read the, the king list that is available. It's an ancient Greek king list via Oranos that talks about 10 kings that ruled for 432,000 years. But then you can even cross-reference these names of these kings to um, the, the biblical writings of Adam through Enoch and others uh, just has different timelines on their ages and such. But here's the problem. That, that knowledge that we're getting access to, even though it's very powerful, what has happened is the scholars and the scribes, I should say, the scribes that translate these uh, are usually a part of specific societies, uh, secret societies and mystery schools, so they'll, they'll rewrite this stuff and only give us, like, you have to actually research what the numbers mean and the code. Otherwise, you'll get a, a, a fairy tale of what's really going on. Even all the way to the, the biblical texts, you can read, the, like, the King James Version. Like, people are like, oh, man, the only official Bible is the King James one. It's like, well, okay, but if you really look into that, it's a lot deeper than you think. But I, I don't want to get into that right now. But I would like to say that this all connects. So these timelines that are changing, we are just getting out of the age of Aquarius, or not the age of Aquarius, the age of Pisces, and now we're in the age of Aquarius. Well, Pisces is strongly connected with Christianity, and uh, Jesus, uh, the, the, you know, like the two fish uh, connected right. with Jesus and Pisces. So there's a lot of astrological science and connections here, and we have literally moved into the age of Aquarius, and now you've got very powerful people that are realizing People like you, like me, like others that listen to your program, that listen to Leak Project, and are looking for the truth and want light and to help others. Well, what they realize how much power we realize we have now. They're like, wait a second, we have to do something to stop this. So in order for them to take back control, they're using these technologies. These technologies could be used for amazing things, but the problem is those that are ruling these technologies combined with the education system and the club they're using it for their purpose and where the cannon fodder oftentimes. 
we're the ones that are building their empires and we're getting, we're getting little trinkets of, of nonsense, like the technologies that are released, the inventions, the patents, etc. All of this is being trinkled out by the club. So you're taking the Internet of all things now and the singularity, which has been moved up to like 2036, I think. Now, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Ray Kurzweil. I used to be very scared of Ray Kurzweil just because of the transhuman movement. But the more I've researched him and the transhuman movement, it's, it's happening. It, it is. It is what it is. So that's a big part of this great reset is they want to integrate you with the machine. They want to integrate you to be literally a part of these blockchains and these nodes to the computational power so that they can figure out these certain right. uh, But the, the transhumanist problems. movement is, I think, I mean, Kurzweil and others, their, their quest is for some sort of immortality, re-sleeving consciousness where the, the human mind yeah. would live in a machine for all times. But I think that's, that option is for the haves, not the rest of us useless eaters. Uh, I think they kind of envision some kind of a, uh, um, I don't know, a post-apocalyptic um, uh, feudalism, uh, yeah. you know, massive depopulation uh, of the world. I mean, they've stated this aim many times in foreign affairs, etc. But we'll uh, we'll pick up on this yeah. on the other side, uh, Rex. We're going to run into a break here and uh, we will come back and continue to discuss uh, the reset, uh, the great reset and much more as we build back better on The Conspiracy Show. Stay with us. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.